Hi, Stephen. Hi, Erica. Welcome to the Infirm Podcast. Because you have a cough and I'm high on drugs because I had <laughs> dental work done. Yes, we're quite a pair tonight. <laughs> yep. So, so why not watch Doctor Who? Because it's comfort, comfort food, comfort watching. Yeah, we were at. Um, this is. Uh, I don't want to make a habit of this. Eight. I don't want to. <laughs> Too ma- late. Well, no, I don't want to make a habit of. Um, of a. I don't want to make a habit of of explaining. Uh, why we haven't posted an episode in a while. And B, I don't want to make a habit of not posting an episode in a while. But we've been busy because mm-hmm. we've been, uh, we were at Sasquan mm-hmm. in Spokane, Washington, which is Worldcon. And that's where I got this cough mm-hmm. that thankfully you're not hearing right now. Yeah. But it was really, really smoky there. And I think it was starting to fight a cold. And that plus the dense smoke in the air. Mm-hmm. It was apocalyptic. Yeah. So I've been coughing for about a week solid now. So, And while we were there, we actually did have the Keys of Marinus along with us. Did. But as always happens at a convention, we were busy doing things and interviewing and and having a good time. So we didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, that's usually the case. We did go um, see the original uh, television station that I saw Doctor Who on, though. Mm. In That's the true. 80s, KSPS TV in Spokane, Washington. We didn't uh, we didn't see original tapes. We saw original tapes for Red Dwarf on one inch, but I did find the original broadcast date, the one and only time that the Keys of Marinus aired on KSPS, which was <gasps> in 1986. Which, for some reason, was in this weird downtime where I just didn't watch Doctor Who for like almost two years. Between wow. 1985 and 87. So, Didn't watch it. So when did you see Keys of Marinus for the first time then? I saw it when YTV aired it. So YTV is a children's television station that launched, I think, in 91, I think. And, um, no, 89. I think it launched in 89. And then bizarrely, in 1991, they picked up every single episode of Doctor Who. Wow. And aired it. Aired one episode a day. So the first, my first experience, um, well, my first uh, concrete experience of episodic Doctor Who. Mm. And uh, so on, in November of 1991, I finally watched the William Hartnell era after having seen the Tom Baker, John Pertwee, all the other eras, Mm -hmm. like many times over the the past few years. So I always see the 60s Doctor Who is actually a later Doctor Who for me personally. Well, it's very much later for me since uh, my experience with it is super tiny. I mean, I know that they showed it on our PBS station <clears> because <throat> my mom had, you know, a, a great library of Doctor Who tapes that she taped off of PBS. But since tapes were not super cheap at the time, I think she had to kind of pick and choose. So we had a ton of Tom Baker and uh, Peter, all of Peter Davison and Colin Baker Um and I don't know if it was because she liked it less or it was harder, like they didn't show it enough times for her to catch it. But uh, by the time I got around to rewatching everything that I had access to, the only the only stuff that was available um, of William Hartnell was just like a couple of, of pieces here and there. And I think I actually mentioned that mentioned that last time because when we were talking about the Keys of Marius, oh yeah, I want to give a shout out and a oh. thank you to uh, Melvin Pena who... <laughs> took my oh, comment yeah. last time my mom's vhs tape which said just on it go ahead cough <laughs> go on <laughs> which just said william hartnell collecting those keys and he made fan <laughs> art it's a, an awesome picture yeah um so yeah check our twitter feed if you want to see that it's very cool um so yeah so this is 
You know, I want to say, I think this is the first time that I have ever seen this. We only watched episode one. I guess mm-hmm. I point that out. Um, there was one moment that seemed kind of familiar. And other than that, nothing. So I, I'm guessing it was either my imagination or I saw a clip. Clip or- show. That's the thing with all these uh, BBC America um specials that they are there are a lot of them good on them um is that sometimes you'll see a clip of a show of a 60s doctor who episode and then you'll think you'll seen that episode but you you don't think you've, you've seen this one before no well because okay i've been hearing about the vord for a while yeah as as you know a very early doctor who uh, villain and after see like i didn't realize what story they came from because i just never put it together Mm -hmm. and then i saw these you know these guys in these nifty suits and stuff walking around and then when uh what's his face said the vord and i was like oh so that's the vord arbitan arbitan the the vord or the vords uh, they never quite differentiate do they well whichever way it is i know which way it is i think they're way cooler looking than i was expected expecting because i i feel like people have said uh that the word would be hard to bring back because they look dumb or something. I feel like I've gotten that impression, and I think they look fantastic. Really? Yes, I do. I mean, they're guys in suits, yeah, but mm-hmm. they, I, I quite like the headpieces and the masks, and maybe it's the Tylenol 3 talking, it's but... the T3. <laughs> but I, probably the T3. I liked them. They, uh, they make an appearance in uh, Paul Cornell's Four Doctors comic that's, uh, that's currently mm-hmm. being released as we speak. Episode, mm-hmm. uh, the fourth of five issues came out um, yesterday as we record this. Yep. Um, so the Vord always live on. They have always sort of been. It's funny. Uh, um, the Vord were sort of the first in a long line, as you'll see, of new monsters made trying mm-hmm. to cash in on the popularity of the Daleks, trying to think, mm-hmm. oh well, they like the Daleks, they'll love the Vord. Okay, yeah, that I don't get. Didn't no, quite happen, but definitely not. So maybe that's why I don't see them ever again. Spoilers. Well, until Paul Cornell's comic. Until Paul Cornell's comic, probably other things too, because, you know, it's fun to include the board. But um, yeah, here we are, episode one. This year, uh, it, mm-hmm. uh, I think we mentioned this before, the 10th anniversary Radio Times special that uh, was put out for the 10th anniversary of Doctor Who in 1973, um, listed all the stories, Doctor Who stories, in order, um, but didn't necessarily agree on a... Overall story title for some of the Hartnell ones that mm. that had so they just listed the first episode as the story title. Oh, so this is this is why an unearthly child has sort of right. entered into fan lore as the title of the first story, even though it likely wasn't. Um, and the Dead Planet was for a while. The Edge of Destruction's another one. I don't think it was ever mm-hmm. supposed to be called the Edge of Destruction. And for a while, that's a lot of people called this thing the Sea of Death. Hmm. Well, I haven't seen the other episodes to know if that's an, as unfitting a title as The Unearthly Child is, or mm-hmm. An Unearthly Child is, um, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. What did you think of this Sea of Death? Our sink is backing up, don't worry. This, <laughs> this, like, what's that noise? The Sea of Death, episode one of The Keys of Marinus, serial code, do you know what it is? Um. Okay, let's see. Okay. Uh, an Unearthly Child would have been... A, and then we had the Daleks, which is B, and then Edge of Destruction would be C, and then Marco Polo would be D. Oh, of course, this is E. This This is one of the ones I know. This is one of the ones you know. I know the E's because that's my initials. Yeah. (laughs) That's terrible. It is the most... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Narcissistic? Yes. Is that the one? Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Production codes. Um, Keys Marinus, what do you think? 
I really liked it. Yeah, and I would T3. like to point out that I took the Tylenol 3 like right before we started watching it. So it did not kick in until partway through partway through the episode. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're shaking your head at me. Well, Stop that. Know. Stop oh, that right okay. now. Um, but I, I enjoyed it from the very beginning. Not only was the uh, the model at the very beginning, that little tiny little TARDIS hmm. appearing, the cutest thing I have ever seen yeah. in Doctor Who. Um, and, you know, also closely followed by the uh, the tiny, teeny little guy falling into the uh, into the shaft. Mm-hmm. Also adorable. It also looked like a little, sort of a cross between a paper cutout guy and a gingerbread man, sort mm-hmm. of falling into a pool of milk. Yep, adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I liked the I liked that at the very beginning. Uh, I quite enjoyed the the set of the beach, those crazy looking rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I gotta say. I don't know what happened between the last one and this one, but I really like the doctor. Really? All of a sudden. Really? Yeah, he T3. just... It, maybe. Okay. But like I Asterisk said, this was, this was from the very, very beginning of the episode. He is just... He's excited about things. He seems happy. He's He seems like he's genuinely part of the team. He calls Ian over to look at something. Mm-hmm. He just... He just seems like one of the crowd. And I don't know. I didn't get that feeling from him at all before and suddenly i have it and as i said it was at the very beginning of the episode that this kind of struck me and that was before the t3 had kicked in so yeah and then it really did sort of continue all the way along um and i thought it was also interesting how barbara when she sees uh another one of those ship things she calls out to the doctor instead of to ian oh good point yeah which i so i I just feel like they really have gelled as Mm -hmm. a team they are they are team TARDIS by this point, and that is really neat. Even if Susan is wandering off in the wrong direction, following footsteps of a thing that she has not said. Susan, come on. I know. You notice the uh, similarities. Um, TARDIS crew lands on this weird alien world that's full of um, dead hazards and Ooh. everything, and then they get uh, separated. And then they go and explore a city, after which they all get kind of captured. captured. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like episode one of the Daleks, written by... Terry Nation, Terry come Nation. on. Yeah, already he's repeating himself. Second wow. story in. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I I like it, so yeah. I get it so far anyway. I know. I yeah, I, I don't mind. I'm just pointing mm-hmm. it out. And of course, you know, right. then they are trying to go home, and then they can't because they have to go find this thing. Mm-hmm. Which might as well be the fluid link. Yeah, you're right. But no, it's a Trope. keys to a, a dodecahedron. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. I have one right here. Yep. It, and we, as you yes, say, we keep a twelve sided die sitting on the shelf in our well, podcast studio. You, you like dice. I do. And you were buying dice and you said, I'm gonna buy you a die. And so mm-hmm. it was up to me to pick one. And so I of course picked a twelve sided die to reference the dodecahedron as seen in Megloss, which we'll get to in twenty twenty one. It's in season eighteen. And sure enough, the same um die well, more likely the dodecahedron mm-hmm. device was sort of featured as the main set of Keys of Marinus. Mm-hmm. As in soon a, as I saw that, I was like, dodecahedron. Mm-hmm. In a uh, in a set that took up uh, most of the studio, as you could tell by the very first scene in the TARDIS, did you see how close the doors were to the console? And they were all real huddled together, too. Yep. That's a great thing. I, this is what I love. I always point stuff out like, like this out on the podcast because I like seeing it. But you notice that they're all huddled together, and then the interior doors slide open, and you can see the planet background in behind them. Mm-hmm. 
And you think they're going to go walk out. That was awesome. It, but you, they don't. They cut away just some model footage of those little submarines being dragged across by string you clearly didn't see. No. Um, you, you did. Um, no, I didn't. Oh, didn't. I was I was looking so close. Oh, I because, looked at one. Because I, I was one. like, there, there has to be strings dragging them along. Because you could tell by the, the, the way that they are moving through the water that they're being dragged. And right. it's a bit, bit stuttery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking. I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to see the strings. And I did not see them. Good job. I think I saw one. I'm pretty sure. Or it could have been a crease in film. I don't know. Anyway, during the whole time that that like 20 or 30 second model sequence is being played in, Mm -hmm. all the actors are running over to the police box prop to walk out of there and when when it cuts back to them. Wow. There seemed like there were a lot of cuts in this. More than I was expecting. Like dips to black and stuff? Yep. Mm -hmm. Recording breaks, so to speak? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. There were. Um, This is is a noteworthy episode in that the... um, the guest actors are actually outnumbered by the members of the production crew who are visible on screen. <laughs> this is true. Uh, oh, boy. It, it it really made me think like cable access high school production in, in a lot of, you know, seeing the, the shadow of the boom very, very uh, clearly on the wall right above them. So many people like I, I wasn't sure was I supposed to see that person you know falling down the hallway behind Ian was I supposed to see that person flipping the door open behind the board no. uh, yeah as it turns out not so much I know it sometimes I was thinking oh there's a guy coming around the co- oh no it isn't weird how they cut away from it before he entered the, you know it was mm-hmm. that but no it's just a stagehand I find it um it, it, this is just a sign of how TV production was back then. You mm-hmm. only had one go at this sort of thing, and yep. and it only aired once, and it aired on really low-resolution TV, and mm-hmm. you probably didn't see any of this, unless you looked really closely, which you probably didn't. Smaller screens than what we're watching on tonight, too, certainly. Yeah, just think of how many production crew and cameramen wandered into shot in Marco Polo and we never saw it but we hold that story up with such high <laughs> regard I bet you there's people walking across the set all through that story we don't know about it not yet not yet <laughs> uh, so yeah the doctor and crew are off on a quest to find the four keys of Marinus it looks like. I'm pretty excited about this. I love quests to collect things. Yeah, and you like especially beginnings. keys. So naturally you would like this episode because it's the beginning of a story that's that about true. a quest. Yep. Yeah. So it's probably all downhill from here. Don't say that. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Okay, I'm, good. I'm, like I said, I, I am very, very excited about this one. I know. You're also excited because the pictures are moving after the last seven episodes. It is nice. Actually, I kind of had forgotten that um, when when I said, hey, let's watch let's watch an episode. Oh, yeah. I had sort of forgotten and in my head I was expecting to see more telesnaps, but uh, no, they were they were moving and it was that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a while to go yet mm-hmm. before we get to the the, the still point era doctor you know mm-hmm. speaking of that i wonder yeah. if my feeling about the doctor would have changed at some point during marco polo if i could actually see him moving and interacting oh. with the other characters because vocally i was not picking up on the same sort of feeling that i had in this one mm-hmm. um now, now i'm trying to picture myself having only heard the soundtrack of this one mm, i still feel like there's i still feel like there's a little bit more more warmth and camaraderie going on here. Maybe it's a shorter wig. He did look different. I a shorter that. wig. Yeah. Notice that Ian's wearing his um, his Marco Polo costume still. Yes. It's kind of cool. It's fetching, isn't I like it? Though that. it I know. really is. Yep. That there is the only visual indication, pretty much, of Marco Polo. Has anybody cosplayed that at a con I've been at? 
You know what? Every time I watch a classic Doctor Who story, <laughs> I look and go, why have I never seen a Vord? Why mm -hmm. has Arbitan never been cosplayed? It's a great cloak that he wears. Mm. Where is Ian's Marco Polo outfit? Yeah, that's one that I would genuinely yeah. like to see. Boots Heck, and all, you maybe, know? Maybe I should do it because it looks really comfy. I think you should. That'd be fun. Yeah. Barbara just wears like, you know, Barbara wears the same thing. Barbara was like Tegan. Yeah. Same outfit all the time. Just sort of like, you know. It's not a bad outfit, well, but it's no, not it's, it's but, not so exciting. But why does Ian get all the good clothes? You know what I mean? Well, he's a styling dude. He is. Oh. All right. Well, that was episode one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Episode two. You want to watch this tonight? No. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm now to the point in my Tylenol 3 that I just want to lie down uh, and go to sleep. T3s are wearing I understand. All mm -hmm. right. Well, there we go. There's there's your lot, everybody. We're back in the game. Don't worry. We're never going to pod fade. No. No, this is something that we are going to, you know, we're committed yeah, to each other Doctor and Who, to Doctor Who. I know. I'm so looking forward to watching. I mean, every time I think of a, a classic Doctor Who story that... Um, we get to watch together. I'm really excited about it. Unfortunately, <laughs> some of those are like a ways off. Yep. Like I was thinking of a John Pertwee story today that I want to watch. Mm. And so I'm looking forward to that one. I was not. No. Mm. I'm no. looking forward to some Patrick Troughton. Mm. I'm looking forward to all of them, let's face it. I am looking forward to sharing all of them with you. Oh. That's, that's all I got. T3. Okay. <laughs> We're out of here. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.